Hi, this is Keith, and welcome to Klezmer Podcast 128 for April 4th, 2016. The website is klezmerpodcast.com, and you can write to me at keith at klezmerpodcast.com. You can also find Klezmer Podcast on Mixcloud, and I encourage you to follow Klezmer Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, MySpace, Last.fm, and Pinterest. My guest on this episode of the podcast is Lenka Lichtenberg, a vocalist based in Toronto, Canada. She has a new album out entitled Yiddish Journey. She appeared recently in Los Angeles at Genghis Cohen, where I caught up with her for this podcast. This was recorded on November 7th, 2015. Here now is my interview with Lenka Lichtenberg. Hi, this is Keith with Klezmer Podcast, and uh, we're in Los Angeles today at uh, Genghis Cohen with Lenka Lichtenberg from Toronto, Canada. Lenka, welcome to Los Angeles and the Klezmer Podcast. Thank you, Keith. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks so. Uh, just finished a, a great set with your band, uh, Fry, mm-hmm. uh, if I get that correct, and uh, you're on tour all over the place right now. How, how'd that uh, tour come about? Uh, well, it's it's a good band, and uh, so I, I have a new manager, Ian Menzies, and uh, he thought it was a good idea to bring the music to the United States because I have never played this kind of music here before, and uh, so so we tried to put it together. It's taken a few months; it always does, anyways, and uh, here we are. It's it's a little bit of a uh, loopy tour because it's uh, you know jumping from one side to the other. We we started in Minneapolis, uh, then uh, Cedar Rapids, and now we're in LA. Tomorrow we're in uh, Berkeley at the Ashkenaz, and uh, then Seattle, and then after that we're going back to we're going to New York, then Chicago, and then we finish in Iowa, which is kind of where we just were uh, in Burlington. So I'm telling you, it makes no sense. But sometimes things just work in funny ways. Great. Well, I, I'm glad you're uh, you're spreading the the joy of your music everywhere. And speaking of your music, I, I don't really know where to start because you do so many different things, so many different styles, so many different languages, and you blend a lot of cultures. And some of it is, uh, or most of it, original material. A lot of it you've you've uh, written songs for different texts that, that you found. So what? What's driving all of this? What, what got you started doing the the Lenka style of music? <laughs> well, it's it's a, some sort of evolution because I always think like when I'm doing something that that's the only thing that I'm doing. Yes, but unfortunately, six months later, I get another idea, and there's nobody to tell me not to do that. So I just kind of follow, and then then it all gets mixed together, and this is what you get. <laughs> But uh, um, well, let, let's yeah. let's back up a little bit. Okay. How, how did you get started in music in general and in Jewish music in particular? Um, the earliest I, I started with Jewish music was when I was actually quite little. I was about ten, and I just found out that I was Jewish, and 
And uh, when I did, uh, the Prague Jewish community leaders asked me to learn some Jewish songs, and I had no idea what they were. So there was a cantor there um, who taught me two or three Yiddish songs and some Hanukkah and Purim songs, which was the occasions that I was supposed to be singing for. So that was actually my first exposure. I had no idea what I was doing. And uh, it's taken a few years to kind of understand what actually the words are and what what Jewishness or Jewish culture even means at all. So that's 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 been quite a long span of time between uh, that first exposure. And you've gone from from there to being kind of one of the uh, people at the at the forefront of uh, of the Ashkenaz music, and and so then once you discovered Jewish music and and learned it, how did you? come to blend all these other cultures in in the music i I haven't heard too much jewish klezmer music with with uh udin tabla for example (laughs) yeah that's true uh because i i haven't really set out to do klezmer music at all i leave it to the incredible klezmerim klezmerim which are out there and uh, that i will you know never be able to uh, emulate in any way uh, so it's not uh, klezmer music whatsoever it's however Jewish music for sure because it's got the roots uh, melodically uh, uh, text wise or spiritually or something or another is always in there one of the bricks somewhere at the bottom of the building are always Jewish it's sometimes the whole thing but most of the time it's just one element or two that uh, uh, are very intentionally in there because for me those are the important building blocks with which I work and uh, so that's uh, uh, that's what I do but the klezmer uh, you know I like it very much but it's not something that I can do or I, I feel I need to do uh, so how do these other cultures come in there is uh, uh, somewhat circumstantial I think because I uh, and not only that but it's also aesthetic taste I since I first time heard uh, Mizrahi music which was at my very beginning of, of my sort of a Jewish music journey um, I was um, Work actually in Denmark. I was I was working in a restaurant. I was singing as a folk singer, not Jewish music. I was walking around singing Joan Baez and I don't know what, and <laughs> like already then in like twenty languages, and uh, but it was a Jewish restaurant, and and the owner uh, was an Iraqi Jew who whose passion was clearly for Mizrahi music, which I didn't know even what that meant at the time, but I listened to it, listened to it, and. Uh, and I, I just loved the, the the something that's in it. That's very different than the Eastern European. And, and you did one of those songs tonight as well, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. Right. right. So, so those was actually my first my first love of Jewish music was for that, and that was just because of that restaurant. I'm telling you, so like these coincidences sometimes work in mysterious ways, and uh, so so that was my first breath of Jewish music that I listened to for two years and uh, said like this is just so beautiful you know and then then I kind of dropped the ball a little bit I went to Canada and I was singing in all sorts of different ways and rock band cruise lines you know, lounges playing pop songs everything um, and then I went to Israel and uh, there I for the first time sort of like set the course for myself okay I, I, I'm 
I'm not getting it right. My my journey really needs to be Jewish music. And since I didn't know anything about it, I just kind of picked out of the hat. I, I thought, okay, so what should it be? Jewish music, like what? And so I decided I was going to be a Yiddish singer without a word of Yiddish, of course. So, uh, so I went back to Canada and uh, I started studying Yiddish songs from records, Chava Alberstein, that kind of thing, and um, and uh, started, you know, learning more and exploring, eventually starting performing some of these songs, and there were folk songs, and there were uh, very much presented like that, also me playing guitar, singing Yiddish songs, that was, that was the beginning, and after I've done that for a while, I, I thought, okay, but me being a probably overly creative person I, I just uh, so, okay I need to I need to somehow do my own thing in that medium I, I didn't know what that should be so I thought okay since I can't write Yiddish poems let me find something that speaks to me um, thematically and uh, um, and then I can set it to music and that will be my sort of original Yiddish music um, uh, project and luckily right at the time I met uh, someone by the name of uh, Simcha Simchovich who's a poet Yiddish poet uh, living in Toronto and very prolific who who was uh, put out lots of uh, volumes of his poetry mostly in Yiddish and uh, so I met him and I described to him what I'm looking for I'm looking for texts that would work well as songs and uh, so he, he gave me like a hundred to choose from so to I narrowed it down to about 10 and uh, put out the very first record that was like originally Yiddish music and that was with Brian Katz and it was called Pashtas and uh, uh, yeah so that's now almost 10 years ago in fact uh, that that but I would say that was sort of like the my very first uh, step into creating new Jewish music um, so then, then it kind of went went from there. About that same time, I was also singing with, uh, uh, basically as a as a band leader, uh, with my dear friend uh, Isabel Frisberg. We we created the band Sisters of Shaneville, uh, which was real fun and wonderful. And which is really the first time I heard you singing. Ah, so for, that was the first one. Yes. I, I think I found uh, Isabel somehow, and then yes. we, we talked about that. So okay. Okay. that was great. Yeah, that was that was Yiddish swing and very much like Barry Sisters, three voices, uh, with also Fern Lindzen. Uh, so there was three of us singers, and uh, that was a really nice band. Six women having fun with Yiddish swing music. So that was another thing. And uh, after a few years of that, I, I still like felt like I needed to expand a little further. And and all of them were feeling sort of like the urge to. Uh, explore other horizons so we're still excellent friends we all get together go to each other's concerts and so on but the band somewhat has wound down uh, I have to say you know but it was great <laughs> for quite a while so that was wonderful and Isabel still is a dear friend to me so by the way she has a great project herself but it's uh, <laughs> country music yeah so um so from there, I, I, that's, that was about when the, that band was uh, kind of winding down, I, I started going back to what aesthetically 
has caught my attention first with the Jewish music, which is the Middle Eastern sound of it, the Mizrahi. And uh, I think it's also because I'm getting more and more involved in my uh, congregation, you know, and there's all that liturgy, uh, which very often it has from those roots as well. It's not all Ashkenazi. So, uh, so um, all this together sort of made me feel like, okay, I want to continue doing Jewish music, but I need to find a little different sonic dimension to it and I, I love the sound of the Middle East and so so I was looking for a oud player for you know, somebody who would play these beautiful uh, you know Egyptian flutes and other than Ney and then the Indian all the Bansuri and I love tabla I'm crazy about the sound of tabla <laughs> yeah. so 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 I thought okay I'll put this all this together and I found that individual players in Toronto that that filled the fill the bill beautifully uh, and then I found out that all these guys are actually a band how about that they already were a band I basically <laughs> hired a band uh, unbeknownst to me and uh, so um, I thought I so beautifully collected them together but they were a band and, and the name of the band is uh, Tassa it's a Indo-Canadian world jazz uh, very beautiful band uh, with uh, you know drums and tabla darbuka so you have the two two men playing different percussion basically and so that's why you have so much rhythm in there and I love that right? I, I, I noticed uh, during the, the performance that the, the drummer and, the, the, and your tabla player they're like locked eye to eye the oh, whole time yeah well it, it helps if somebody's been together for, for 14 years they've played <laughs> yeah. together this long together also with Chris Garden the bass player the three of them are the core of Tassa and you can tell that the rhythm section is just so together right because right. They, they look at each other exactly they read each other's mind literally so that really drives I think the music that we put together because of that incredible energy that they have together synergy is even better to say so I bring the material I write the songs uh, I write the arrangements and then then this happens you know these these incredible musicians take it to uh, to the Tassa way and uh, and it's, uh, the result is what you heard today so it's got all these elements you have the uh, North Indian classical music through the tabla uh, you have the Middle Eastern with the oud uh, and you have a little bit of uh, the Brazilian with the drums and the pandeiro uh, but somehow you know when you say that it sounds like a real mess it sounds like a mishmash or goulash or something like that and my hope always is that despite of the various elements that are really all over the map uh, that we create something that's actually really holds together that it's not so you know uh, madly. It, it is well defined yeah that it is defined that if you heard like a you know three bars of something they would say oh yeah that's their sound you know so so that's my hope that it makes sense together and then you will after a while understand why it's like that you know that it's not random yeah and and the bass plays in that style also. I've not, I haven't really seen a bass player play a Middle Eastern or Indian style, but he does it beautifully. Yes, and that would be again because of Tassa, because he's been yeah. with them for fourteen years. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm very lucky that I kind of scooped up this band. You know, <laughs> I love it. You know, but uh, I think they through Misa also gain exposure to quite a different thing because not, they wouldn't be playing normally. You know, the type of material. So, uh, so it's a it's a influencing each other and then creating something together that's really new for both for them and for me 
you know. So it keeps it works. interesting for them that way. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. And I, I do keep them on, on, on their toes. Everybody <laughs> is going to confirm that to you, every one of them. Because first of all, I, I, I'm so restless in my writing. You know, it never is predictable. Um, so, so things change all the time, and <laughs> there's always time signatures and uh, key changes, and and I. I it's, it's not on purpose. Just believe me. It's it's not on purpose. It just kind of happens that way. <laughs> but they have to really actually pay attention. <laughs> These wonderful musicians, they really have to pay attention because things fall apart if they don't. So, yes. Very good. And uh, you might have explained it during the show, but I, I got there uh, just a few minutes late. What's the instrument that you're playing, the one that wasn't a guitar? Ah, okay. Yes, uh, I'm playing a few things. Actually, I'm playing also a recorder, which I think you missed. Uh, recorder, I'm playing the little hand drum, and I'm playing harmonium. That's probably what you meant, right? Harmonium, which is a sort of a newest addition for me. And uh, it, it, it seems something in the accordion family yes. but not exactly yes yes it's it's got an advantage over you the accordion <laughs> for me and is the advantage is that i don't have to hold it yes so that's you know i'm not a big person and to be holding a big instrument all night would would not be easy for me to do so uh, this way it's standing there and i only use it when i use it and uh, 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 it's but i love the sound of it because the sound actually is almost like an accordion but it's got something extra to it like it's a real depth and it's just got such a raw wonderful sound to it i love it what's the origin of that instrument it is an instrument that i believe uh, was created uh about a hundred years ago maybe a little more in india yeah uh, so for some very special practical reasons i i, I don't know if for for prayers or for uh, entertainment but it's often been associated uh in the second half of the 20th century with uh, you know Hare krishna and with with religious purposes and, and and celebrations and things like that but um uh so mostly you will actually find it still in indian music and they're virtuosos on this which by far i am not but i am <laughs> not striving to be virtuous, but striving to be better at it. Uh, I think it's 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 coming along nicely for how long I play it. Um, I'm discovering so many possibilities with this. It's, it's a beautiful thing. So Indian and uh, I don't know if anybody else plays it. Probably some other crazy people like me. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe someone else in Canada. I, I don't yeah, know. Maybe, I haven't, I haven't I seen know. it in in the U.S. <laughs> yeah. uh, now and. You sang tonight, and I saw at least five languages. Yes. Is is that is there is there more that that is there that we didn't see tonight? Uh, well, let's see. It's uh, English, French, Yiddish, Hebrew, Czech, Slovak. So that's six actually. But uh, it's also uh, in Ro- Romani, Roma. I also sing a few songs in there, and uh, that's probably the main ones. The seven. <laughs> yeah. The main ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'm asking Alan, who's, you know, very proficient in Portuguese, that uh, I, I want him to arrange a really fun Portuguese, or Brazilian, actually, mm-hmm. Brazilian song for me. So I can add another one. Why not? <laughs> why, why stop at six? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one in uh, in uh, Indian language or something, too, while, yeah, since I, you're I, doing I, it in I Indian style. Yeah, I can, but it seems so far he's not really... 
jumping on that. All right. Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> Maybe he doesn't trust me to do justice to his language. Very good. So uh, what's next for you? Uh, after you're done with this tour, what, what do you have going on after this? Oh, boy. I, I get back, and the next day, literally, I'm finishing a video uh, for one of my songs, which I'm very excited about. It's a song I wrote uh, earlier. It's called uh, Dancing on the Titan. No, no, actually, no, that's another video. Sorry, mixing things together. Okay, this one is Peace, Peace is the Only Way. Yeah, that, that's going to have a really fun, kind of artsy black and white video. So that's the next day. And after that, the next month, I will be writing arrangements for a new record uh, called Masarek. Uh, it's all Czech. Check. Yeah, it's my first and probably last. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how many things I still will manage to do in my life, but this one is uh, all Czech material, mostly folk songs, kind of like reimagined, you know. Um, and I can't wait to do that one. So it's going to have uh, Czech traditional instruments, but also some uh, fun stuff like a little bit of electronica and uh, some unusual arrangements. So that's the first thing. So I have to write the arrangements. And uh, then after that, uh, there's actually a new album coming out, other one, uh, which is uh, called Yiddish Journey. And it's going to be all Yiddish, 18 Yiddish songs that are... So that one's already completed and just being yeah, ready well, to be released? It's a compilation, yeah. uh, which is being released by... Uh, uh, Arc, which is a British mm. world yeah. music label, yeah. yes, uh, well respected and established, and uh, I'm, I'm I'm very lucky because they have uh, suggested that we do this together, and uh, it's slated to come out in uh, February. It's all finished uh, now; all the design, everything is done, and uh, so actually, it's going to be my first foray into like a pure Yiddish on a, on a label, actually. So, how exciting is that? You, you've been independent up until that project, That's right? That's right. Well, I started as a very dependent when I was a child because I sang in a theater and I recorded a bunch of stuff then as a child. But since then, it's been indie all along. Now, can you believe it? We're going back to label. <laughs> the overnight success. There you go. Yes, you that's gotta, it. Yeah. You've got your contract. Well, there you go. Good things come to those who wait for a long time. I have to tell you that, yeah. For sure. Very good. So uh, if people want to find out more about uh, your music and, and your band and, and your schedule uh, and to find your albums to buy or the tracks to download, where can they find everything? Uh, it's very, very simple. My website is uh, lenkalichtenberg.com. Uh, and there's store, there's lots of listening material. You don't have to buy anything. You can just stream a bunch of songs and just enjoy Great, terrific. Uh, anything else you want to mention that I haven't asked you? <laughs> I just want to thank you for taking the time to come out here and uh, spend the evening with us and uh, talking with me. I really appreciate it, and uh, all the best to you. Thank you very much, and uh, enjoy the rest of your tour. <laughs> thank you, Keith. Thank you. 
Hi, this is Sasha from Big Galut, and you are listening to Klezma Podcast. All right, I'm back. That was my interview with Lenka Lichtenberg, and we heard the track Hey Tzigelech from her live performance at Genghis Cohen, and it's also on her new album Yiddish Journey. I'd like to thank Lenka for taking the time to appear on the podcast and for providing the track for us to listen to. Again, the website is klezmerpodcast.com, and if you have any questions, comments, suggestions, or if you have a band that would like to appear on the podcast or have your music played, or if you have a recent or soon-to-be-released album you'd like me to review, please write to me at keith at klezmerpodcast.com. As always, the music heard on Klezmer Podcast is for promotional purposes only and is used with permission. Well, that's about it for Klezmer Podcast 128. Thanks for listening. Please stay subscribed, tell your friends, and until next time, bye for now.